Guys, I'm excited to be sitting down here with Ricky Morgan. Ricky? Good to see you, Jerry. Good to be here with you. I've known of you and about you. I've heard some some amazing things. You're here in the Phoenix market uh, doing a podcast and putting out some really great information and big wholesaler here and just excited to talk to you about what's going on at right as of this recording it's beginning of 2023 finding deals is always a big concern how do we find cash buyers how do i get the right numbers all of these things are are questions that uh you know new investors run into as you know and and can struggle with so excited to kind of talk around this area and what people can do to really be successful so first off ricky what what are you seeing in 2023 this new year coming up where are you seeing some of the biggest opportunities that you're excited about? Sure. So I would say I saw a big change come around June, especially in the Phoenix mm-hmm. market. I feel like Phoenix always kind of gets hit first. It's, <laughs> it's a very dynamic market, right? It goes yeah. When it goes up, it goes up. But when it goes down, it, it comes down fast too, um, which is kind of unique because I'm also flipping houses out in New Jersey, mm. which is a lot more of a slower, not much going on mm. type of market. So we didn't see as big of a shift out in New Jersey the way Phoenix, like once the hedge funds stopped buying, it was almost like a complete halt. Yeah. I buyers and hedge funds and then er, screeching halt. Yeah. And even the local guys then their prices changed a whole bunch too. Like overnight, it felt like. Yeah. So luckily, you know, we were mostly just wholesaling here. So we didn't get stuck in any bad flips here. And the ones in New Jersey, they took longer to sell, Mm -hmm. but we didn't see like that, that huge, you know, price change. So the biggest thing that that I shifted towards was we pulled back some marketing. Okay. And then we we started doubling down on kind of the gritty stuff. Mm. I noticed a lot of people around town, they were also pulling back marketing. They were cutting sales guys, which, you know, we cut sales guys too, mm-hmm. just because we had a bunch of guys working commission only and a lot of the wholesale deals kind of went away. Yeah. So uh, we pivoted more towards going after uh, pre foreclosures. Mm, so good. door knocking those, you know, getting okay. out on the streets, yeah. actually door knocking. Uh, face we, to face. Face to face. Like doing, I, I love like times like this, it, it is difficult, right? Yeah. It's, it's harder to find deals compared to when a new listing would hit and we would go under contract, sell to a hedge fund, make a quick 30, 40 K. That was fun, but like those deals went away. Mm-hmm. So I just looked at it like when I first started, I got my first deals driving for dollars, mm-hmm. knocking doors. So we kind of went back to that. So I love that. Back to the basics. Back to the basics. Like if you think about it, a lot of people, I don't know if you experience this, but they're reluctant to just talk to people, call. Like we're kind of don't want to call. We don't want, I want to do real estate where I don't have to talk to anybody. Right. And, but door knocking is even more gritty. Like that's even more grassroots that's on the ground. You're literally, trying to have a face-to-face conversation with someone and nothing is more effective than face-to-face. I mean, you're doing what most people aren't willing to do. And I think you'll win if you're willing to actually knock doors because think about it, that pre-foreclosure leads getting bombarded. They're getting direct mail, they're getting calls, but most people aren't willing to go sit down and talk with that seller. So if you're able to have that conversation, if they're able to feel your empathy or that you're there to help, you're trying to help serve them in some way, you're now a leg up from everybody else, right? Are you right. finding that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's that, I think it's with the cold calling too. I've, I've noticed that sellers I've been cold calling. That's kind of what I specialize is like talking to sellers on the phone. Mm-hmm. I came from a cold calling background mm-hmm. at a sales job where I had to sell digital ads. So yeah. I would call business owners every day. They'd be angry. So I got used to kind of building up a tough skin for cold calling. Yeah. Rejection just rolls off you. Yeah, it's just part of the game. I always say like your next no is closer to your next yes. 
right? Love that. It's yeah. if you just got yes or no answers every time you cold called, <laughs> it'd be a pretty easy game. It's those like in between ones where you're not sure if it's a lead, is it a tire kicker? Those are the tough ones. But I've noticed that the average seller isn't getting called as much. They're not getting bombarded as because much people are doing phones. less marketing. I think people are doing less marketing. Okay. I think also they're seeing kind of the the tides are turning. You know, the for the first time in my career, which you know, I've only been in real estate for four, four and a half years. Mm-hmm. It's become more of a buyer's market and it, the conversation's different on the phone. So mm-hmm. I do like that. A lot of people are complaining. Yeah, the spreads have gone down, but mm-hmm. I think we're finally entering a market where negotiating and sales is really going to be needed to make deals work. Well, we're going back to fundamentals, right? So yeah. like if you got into real estate uh, post pandemic for the past two years, that was not normal real estate. You're, you're yeah. kind of ruined. Like you're going to get a rude awakening. What you were doing, what everybody was doing was not normal. Yeah. Normal is where we follow, follow fundamentals, where you've got to have a formula. You got to buy right. You can't buy at these ridiculous numbers and, and be successful, right? You got to pay attention to negotiating and all of the like the skill side of this business processes, you got to think about your overhead. All these things matter, how much you're spending in marketing. It's back to the fundamentals of a business if you're going to succeed right now. Yeah, like like we were running like PPC ads and I wasn't even paying too much attention because we were just making a bunch of money. Who cares? You're making money to keep doing, yeah. But but during Add another times, sales guy, add another, spend more money on marketing, like yeah, just anything. It, and, and we always ran a pretty lean business, which yeah. I, I'm thankful for. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have one of these massive operations with 50, 60 K in overhead. I think the most our overhead ever got was like 10, 12,000. So it was always kept pretty lean and we were always buying good deals. Like in 2021, we flipped 21 houses and netted 1.2 million. Yeah. So good margins. Yeah. Phenomenal margins. We we were always uh, buying deep deals. So I think those deep, super distressed deals, those are still there. Like we just bought a deal in New Jersey for 32 K. We're going to list it as is for 130. Yeah. Like they're, they're still highly, those highly motivated sellers. I always say, no matter the market's going up, down, life happens to those people and they're going to need to sell. And, you know, right now, I think if you're, are, you know, being active on the phones, you're going to run into more situations. I always say it's, it's a matter of getting lucky when it comes to like cold calling. It's about, but you have to put in the reps to get lucky. It's not going to happen from just 10, 10 calls. Yeah. You're going to, if you're just active and you're doing the calls, making the offers, you're going to catch that seller who's at that right, all the stars align. Yeah. They're highly motivated. They take that low offer. But if you're sitting the sidelines, it doesn't happen. Right. So I think those deals are still out there. But I think the deals that went away were those ones where you, you were picking up at maybe 70% and selling mm-hmm. them at like 75 or mm-hmm. 80%. Or mm-hmm. I mean, to hedge funds, yeah. they're, they're buying like almost 100%. So I think we, we went back to really uh, building strong relationships with our buyers, trying Good. to really pinpoint what they want. Because we, we ran into a period of time where we were contracting deals that I thought were deals. And no one wanted to buy them. Mm. So you're having to cancel contracts. Having and to cancel contracts. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, we we always build in inspection periods. We didn't get killed with EMD and losing yeah. money that way. But no one likes to cancel contracts, right? No. Like it's a waste of time. It's not what we're in the business of doing. But things change really fast. So hey, just a quick thanks to one of our sponsors. And we'll get right back to the video. This video is brought to you by PropWire. Now I get asked all the time how to find motivated seller leads and PropWire is simply the best software for finding leads and downloading lists. And the best part is it's 100% free and there are no limit to how many leads you can download. PropWire has vacant houses, pre-foreclosures, absentee owners, REOs, auctions, high equity properties, probate, tired landlords, and more. 
plus custom filters and stack lists so that you can laser target the most motivated sellers in your area. Plus they have cash buyers and private lenders nationwide so you can quickly wholesale houses and fund your rehab projects. Oh, and one more thing. This is not some seven day free trial that requires a credit card. Anyone can create a free account with just their email address and start building lists and downloading leads for free right away. Check it out at joinpropwire.com. Uh, for us, it was kind of going back to all the buyers that I've built relationships with over the years and just being in town, going to meetups, doing podcasts mm-hmm. and just really figuring out like, what are they looking for? Where are they buying at? And it had to be kind of a week by week thing mm-hmm. to really figure out where they're buying at. Mm-hmm. So I just think, you know, we our deal volume has definitely gone down. And right now we're also pivoting more to uh, creative options. Yeah. So we're starting to pitch creative deals. I know uh, I saw you and Pace did a whole series on creative deals. Yeah, I'm which, big on creative right now too. Yeah. So I just think for a while, like I, I tell new people, especially on like my YouTube channel and podcast, I'm a big believer of don't get the shiny object syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're all over the place and you hear one person talking about mobile parks and maybe I should do that. And then multifamily or sub two, I always was like, Hey, focus on finding those highly motivated sellers, good situations where you could buy deep and there's plenty of spread and multiple exits. But I think right now, because there's less leads, it's worth having the conversation of trying to pitch these in three or four different ways and really underwriting them, not just as a wholesale deal. When I think when leads were, coming at us in bunches and we were able to just make a quick 40k to a hedge fund why spend a bunch of time trying to underwrite creative deals right yeah i totally agree with that so that's how you're going to win in a low inventory or you know where if you're not willing to think outside the box then you only have one tool in the toolbox it's going to limit your ability to really be successful we actually went Back through our pipeline, we probably had 600 leads in our Podio system. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, let's like remarket to these people. Let's see if they actually are still interested in selling and then give them this option that we never gave them before too. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be, I think, I'm excited in, in this year to pick up more deals that way. I think uh, it's also a way to try to get some some rentals cash flowing here in Phoenix. I, I think if you're going to wholesale in 2023, you have to at least put this in your tool belt of different exit strategies and I think you also have to just look at it like the last couple of years, maybe that was like an easier time to wholesale. Yeah. And now it's, now it's a harder time. So like, what are you going to do? Are you going to double down and just, you know, make the, make more phone calls, knock more doors, yeah. or do you want to go exit the business? And I think with that, there, there comes opportunity too. I think it's going to weed out a lot of those people that saw wholesaling and flipping and watching a few Jerry Norton videos yeah. and being like, Oh, this looks easy. This looks easy. Well, I kind of look at it like this. When the market was really hot, it was hard to get into good deals, uh, easy to exit. So hard to get in, easy to exit because all the buyers, we flip-flopped. You know, while the market's the other way, then we're going to find more opportunities to buy and it's going to get more difficult to exit. So what that means is I always double down in the hardest part of the business. So before you didn't have to spend much effort on cash buyer management, right? Like you just freaking put that thing on Facebook and 20 people are bidding on it and that's it. Now you're going to have to really manage those relationships. It's going to be really important that you stay close to your cash buyers. You develop, you understand what they want and you get really clear on how to serve them in the best way, right? So, But then buying is going to get easier. So like I'm buying way easier than I did last year right now. I have the simplest benchmark. If you're not making at least five offers a day, and that's minimum, should be more. But if you're not making at least five offers a day, 
you're, you're not going to have a pipeline of leads. No, you're just not. You're going to struggle and struggle and roller coaster. And it's going to be a, a really tough go. You've got to consistently, there's nothing more valuable as a wholesaler with your time than figuring out whatever you got to do to generate, but to, to put offers in front of sellers. Yeah. Because you just never know. And, and like I said, I think a lot of the business is getting lucky, but putting yourself in those situations, if you only have five offers going out a month, you're not going to get lucky. Like the guy like you sending out five offers a day because you put in the work at that consistent effort and eventually timing meets your solution that, that you're providing. And it just works out. Stars align. You get this amazing deal. Totally. Well, Ricky, this has been an amazing conversation. I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this. Uh, I love that you're talking about very relevant stuff where your relationships with cash buyers, doing creative, some things like door knocking, pre-foreclosures, all these things are the adjustments that you're making in your business to, to continue to see success. What I love a lot about what you're doing is you're not sitting the sidelines and saying, I'm just going to wait and see. You're saying, no, I'm going to proactively tackle this market. And those are the people that are going to the cream rises to the top. That's going to allow you to really have a leg up over your competition. Now's the time to rise above, right? Now's the time to reinvent yourself, become better, grab market share, be, be that much better in your market where people are pulling back. I'm, I'm moving forward. You're moving forward and you should too. Yeah, absolutely. That's best. All right, guys, I'm going to put Ricky's uh, information in the description. Awesome. And uh, you're put, you, you do a podcast, you're putting out a YouTube podcast, content. YouTube channel, okay. just kind of following your footsteps, man. I, I love what you, you've done Thank over you. the last couple of years. You were one of my inspirations to literally uh, quit my job and get started in That's real cool. estate. So um, yeah, I just want to kind of now at this point, give back yeah. kind of the same way. Yeah. And it's great. You're, you're interviewing people and you're sharing what's working, what you're doing. So great source of, of information. So check that out, guys. Thank you again. And we'll see you on the next video.